0: Hello and welcome to the Summer Episodes, or Season 1.5, of the SubHop Podcast, wherein we check in and let you know what we're up to and generally wave a little hello in between <laughs> Season 1 and 2.
1: Wave a little hello? Wave a little hello. I think that's fair. I am Arwen Nix, and I am here with Alyssa Atkins, Hi. who is dope. <laughs> Alyssa, you're dope. Thanks, Arwen, so are you. In case you haven't heard that today, I think you're dope. <laughs> Alyssa, what have we been doing? What have we been
0: doing? Well, you know what we did do? We went on a trip together. We did. We took the podcast on the road and went to LA Mm -hmm. and sat in never-ending traffic. I will not complain about Seattle traffic for a little while anyway, because that was (laughs) for real. We were in traffic to get to... A weekend conference, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I how mean, would you describe it? We went it's to... so hard to call it a weekend conference. <laughs> we went to this thing called Max Fun Con. Con standing for conference, right. but it, it it wasn't boring. <laughs> it was great. Max yeah. Maximum Fun is a network of podcasts that has shows like Pop Rocket and Bullseye and so many more on it. And so a bunch of fans of this network of shows get together every year, and they have for like the last seven or eight or nine years or something, and this is a place where they can physically get together it's in Lake Arrowhead at the top of this mountain Windy Road Mountain very Windy Road Mountain and um, it's kind of like a three day summer camp for people who love these podcasts there's classes and meals and comedy shows and live tapings of some of the podcasts and dance parties and yeah it was great it was awesome it was really awesome but we We were the new kids we
0: showed up late and brand new maybe one of only a, a a small handful of people that had never been there before yeah and it's been a while since I let myself just, like, wander into something completely unknowing of what I was getting myself into. I like to be, I like to really just dip my toe in and <laughs> <laughs> take it cautious but sometimes. But you did it. You took I a did class. It. You took I did one of the classes. Which one did you take? Um, Podcasting for... People who podcast? <laughs> something podcast. So it was about podcasting. And in that, actually, it was great. Um, we got some really good feedback. Mm-hmm. Um and it, part of what made it really good was it was like from outside the world of just like knowing exactly what Sub Pop is. Yeah.
1: So um, people with no knowledge of Sub Pop as a company or what what this record label has done or does <laughs> which do. Which <We're> <laughs> represents to our podcast. A, a fair amount of people in the Most world. <laughs> people in the world.
0: <laughs> but anyway, it was fun to hear, you know, their take on it and what uh, like questions like I don't. Know what the megamart is, and I definitely don't know who Stewart is. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like that was, you know, disorienting. Yeah, for maybe some you listeners. guys should explain that. And I was like, yeah, maybe we will or maybe not. We I don't know. But thank you for your <laughs> feedback. It was valued. It was just might not be put into practice. Yeah, but it, but it was cool. Be who we are. <laughs>
1: it was explain. really cool to have that kind of. You know, focus and attention paid to the podcast, and it was it was really wonderful feedback. And we were also just part of this community of other people who are podcasting yeah. and trying to do their own thing, which is just really cool. It's really cool in my mind whenever we see adults doing something new because I don't know, it's kind yeah. be scary to do new things. And or adults don't really have to do anything new if they don't want to. So to see them like actively engage in this thing was was really great.
0: Yeah, and play around because you went to one of your. Classes, if I'll uh-huh. put that in quotes, was learning how to play a game from Corin Tucker, right? Yeah. Yes. Not okay. just Corin, though.
1: No, Corin and her husband Lance Bangs, and their two kids, actually, were all teaching a room full of us how to play this party game called Werewolf. And I, I'm i not going to explain what how you play Werewolf because, one, I will do a bad job at it, and two, it's going to be a lot easier for you to understand if you just look it up. But it was this great party game that is like, kind of murder mystery meets charades meets shirley jackson's the lottery meets celebrity it's weird but it was really really fun and it was also me getting totally outside of my comfort zone that i'm just like walking into a room full of strangers and then playing a party game like those two things room full of strangers and party game are not things that i do in my life but it it opened me up and it i don't know Maybe that's why people say that, like, taking an improv class is good.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, and.
1: Yes, and. Yeah, so I was really yes, and and in that.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it definitely helps Corin Tucker of Slater Kinney. It helps to have someone that you would just want
1: to take any kind of class from. I mean, that's why I signed up. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, and. Corin Tucker, yes, and. Yes, and I can be in a room with her. (laughs) Yes, and I will do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then we also got to watch live, um... Live recordings of podcasts yeah. with Pop Rocket, where I was introduced to Guy Branham.
1: Yeah, your new favorite person.
0: Which I was like, where have I been all his life? Because mm-hmm. I need more of him in my life. Yeah. And then we got to see Stand Up, where I found my new favorite comedian, Solomon Giorgio.
1: I want to take a moment to express how much Alyssa and I both are in love with Solomon Giorgio as a comedian. Like his, you should follow him on Twitter. You should follow everything he does. He's apparently from the Pacific Northwest. Follow everything he does. Follow him around. Follow no, we at- <laughs> We advocate stalking Solomon Giorgio. No, we do not. OK, Alyssa says we don't. But I kind of do because I think he's just. He's great. He's wonderful. And Riley Silverman was another comedian. That was amazing.
0: So yeah, that was good. And then we traveled for the first time together. And we got along. We did. That was nice. That is nice. I think you're a
1: good travel buddy. Yeah.
0: And then I ditched you in L.A. You did. For you to just do what is now a sub-pop podcast semi-tradition of dropping you in a city that you don't like to drive in Mm -hmm. and letting your GPS (laughs) tell you which house you're going to go to of a new friend but current stranger. Is there anything else to say
1: about L.A.? I mean, L.A. is sunny and uh, I'm glad we went. There will be a lot more to say when we get into season two about exactly what happened in L.A. because most of the stuff was wonderful, but also some of it was kind of awful. But (laughs) all the awful stuff was my fault. But anyway, so there's your little tease for that. We'll get into that in season two.
0: Awful stuff done by Arwen in L.A. Oh, God. It's a The expose.
1: (laughs) But then I came back and we've been talking to people as they've been coming in the office. Yeah, like the go to beds and Mm -hmm. level up. Yeah. And Sam
0: Beam. Yes. Which Sam, I would like to say, it was pretty fun to ask people what they would want to ask him. He was in town with his family and just happened to make, you know, have a little bit of time and made some time for us. Mm -hmm. So we were asking friends and coworkers what they'd want to know from Sam Beam. And all I have to say about that, Sam, if you're at all listening, is you should be glad Arwen interviewed you. (laughs) Not some of the crazy people that we love and work with.
1: I'm gonna say that there is someone in the ranks here at Sub Pop who is a like Sam Beam super fan. Super fan. Super fan. Like I thought she was I think she might have been like sweating a little bit just talking about it.
2: <laughs> Gross.
0: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I
1: think so. <laughs> so. So yeah, but all of that stuff is going into season two of the podcast.
0: And what making season two is teaching me about is like the the work really of making of creating the sub Pop podcast mm-hmm. was just in like putting all of our efforts and endurance into like making it be come yeah. alive and now with season two it's like this different type of discipline it's like keeping it going and challenging ourselves to making you know to keeping it different and new enough that it's still surprising and keeps that energy
1: totally and making sure that we're not trying to fit things into different boxes and formulas of things, but like letting each interview be what it needs to be in whatever format it needs to be. And sometimes we don't know what that's going to be until we've like been slogging through the tape for a
0: while. And so right now over the summer, we're at almost the year mark of when Arwen and Stuart and I all started working together on the podcast. And so we started in talking about what we want season two to be. It was reminding us of the work that we put in to get it started, right? And, like, when we first started, we had all these ideas for, like, reoccurring segments oh, and yeah. different, like, notions of how it was going to fit <laughs> to be a sub-pop podcast, right? right? like, every
1: podcast was going to, like, start this way, and, like, this segment was going to be three minutes, and then we'd have a musical transition, and then it was going to be, like, yeah. five minutes of this kind of thing. And people who are fans of the first season, which... My God! If you're listening to this episode this far in, you're probably one of those people. <laughs> will un- will recognize the question, recommend something to me, which is a question that yeah. Alyssa thought of that we asked literally every person that we interviewed for the first season.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we're going back, we're looking at that stuff and we're thinking about like, which of those things just didn't work for season one, but could work, you know, going forward. It's not like we have to throw them out just because we haven't used them yet. Mm -hmm. Which of those things do we realize is not actually what this project is. So like, I think that was a really good learning experience for me was you can have all of those ideas, but if, if this great interview doesn't fit into that, do you just throw it away or do you let that interview be or that experience with that person just be what it was and like, I think the Kyle Thomas episode of, of King Tough was a really good example of that of just being like, let's make it sound like what it's like to hang out with him instead <laughs> of which is amazing. Oh God. Still one of my favorite episodes. Episode four. Yeah. Um, Check it out. It's a good. Yeah. On. But anyway, so in going backwards and thinking about not going backwards and checking back in on the work we've done.
1: Can we say in hindsight? In hindsighting? Is that a we, let's make hindsighting
0: it really sounds like something else, actually.
1: <laughs> but sure. As we're hindsighting
0: this project. So in doing all of that and in acknowledging that we're a year in to working together, how fast it's gone. Love working with you, Armin. Um We went back to our demo episode, which our demo episode we had, we used, we had a, just, we had been talking about the project for a while, but when it came down to it, I think we had a week and a half or two weeks to prepare a demo to pitch the sub-pop brass, as we call them.
1: Well, yeah. The idea, right? And in trying to see if you and Stuart were all talk, I was like, okay, let's make a pilot episode. And I was so fucking stoked that you guys were both on board and you did it because so many times people get stuck in their own ideas and then it's really hard to make those ideas into a product. Mm-hmm. And and we did it. We made episode zero. We did. And we pitched it.
0: They said Yes. Our goal for it was that we would end up editing out the pieces and maybe using that later. I don't know. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, we were were really, we were proud of the work that we did for episode zero. So we were hoping that we would be able to reuse some of the stuff somewhere later down the road.
0: Yeah, because part of making episode zero wasn't just that we were willing to do the work. We had to like... <laughs> big
1: interview actual human beings. Yes.
0: And, you know, actually, we asked some of our most generous and talented immediate friends to help us out, and their generosity in helping us with this thing that had no certain future whatsoever really blew me away and actually was part of what made me really inspired about what this project could be. Because we have these people within arm's length, you know, arm's reach that are, we're willing to just be really open and like giving of their time. Yeah, like
1: incredibly talented artists who all have their own lives who were willing to sit down and talk to us and... To make a demo, right? You know, or they had no idea what we were going to do with it. Yeah, and we even told them, like, we're not sure if this will ever get played. Right. They we're just trying to pitch this thing, and they were still game. Like, it was, it was just favors for us.
0: Yeah, and then so we went back, listened to this episode zero, and realized another reality of this project is, although the intention was maybe this will get aired or maybe it won't, Um, The reality was that we lost all the associated sessions with the demo, and so it exists
1: only as a complete episode now in our archives. So we're not sure exactly what happened, how we lost all of these things, but we did, and now we have this one full session, which is our our demo tape. Episode zero. Yeah. And we're going to play it today because in looking forward for what we're going to do for season two, it was really interesting for us to figure out where we started. And uh, I don't know. We want to include you guys in that. I think that taking a page out of the MaxFun community, like understanding that everyone who listens to this podcast is really important to us and we want us all to just be part of this cool collective group. So this
0: process of us learning what we want this Mm -hmm. to be and where we started from and also to hear from some of the people that we interviewed on episode zero Um, SubHop's own receptionist, Derek Erdman. Love him. Artist extraordinaire. I mean, it's going to be so great to hear his voice on the podcast finally. But then also Dave Hernandez, the effortlessly charming Dave Hernandez from
1: The Shins. Corey J. Brewer also is like an artist that we talked about. I love him. You'll you'll hear us explain who they are in the episode, but we wanted to present it to you. Like, you know, we think that the content of it, the interviews are good and, you know, but... All of it. Warts and all. This is, this is our and episode all, join zero. Join us on episode zero. Yeah. We'll be back at the end. Well, I guess we're here also throughout the rest of it because it's still us. But anyway, here you go.
0: You're listening to the Sub Pop Podcast. A look inside the 20th century's least ambitious record label. I'm your host, Alyssa Atkins. Today we're going to check in with... Derek Erdman, sub-pop's receptionist, and we talked to Corey J. Brewer, friend of the label. But first, a sub-pop history lesson. Former Shins member, Dave Hernandez. Hi Alyssa,
2: <laughs> hello.
0: Okay, to set the stage, it's May 2004. The Shins are on tour supporting Shoots Too Narrow, and they're playing Sasquatch Festival here in Washington State.
2: I think you know, we got a pretty good slot, and we're uh, you a know, pretty good crowd, we're doing our thing. And then,
0: this happened.
2: Megan has dared Jed to get naked and get on stage.
0: Okay, just a second. It's worth mentioning here, the Megan he's talking about, that's the label's vice president. And the Jed character, he's Sub Pop's publicist at the time. Okay, back to you, Dave.
2: We're in the middle of Kissing the Lipless, I believe. Pretty deep song, you know, pretty serious lyrics. And out of the corner of my eye, I notice uh, Jed Mayhew just wearing socks. Jed's naked as Jaybird, and he's—he doesn't—he's not a streaker. He's not streaking. He doesn't run as fast as he can. He's up there doing like an interpretive modern dance, just stark, stark naked. We notice it. Uh, the three of us. James does not. Because his eyes are closed, and he's just in the middle of his thing, and he's really, you know, he, he can't, and he's not looking around at some, he doesn't assume that someone's naked directly behind him.
3: The lipless, the the
2: sweetness, away On <laughs> stage, so he pretty much finishes the song. The thing that I remember, though, mostly, is just the, the crowd didn't really know exactly what to do, like, they, no one was laughing, no one was pointing. No one was even like they didn't seem shocked. It was just this utter befuddled, confused, awkwardness. <laughs> it's just they're not ready to see some some dong. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: So that was Dave Hernandez, former Shins guitarist and also former Sub Pop receptionist. Our current receptionist is Derek Erdman, and to interview him, we brought in Arwen Nix.
1: Hello, Alyssa. So Derek was nice enough a few days ago to let me sit with him at his desk and tape him while he works and explain to me a little bit about what goes into that.
3: My name is Derek Erdman, and technically, I'm the receptionist at Sub Pop Records.
1: Technically. Are you other things also?
3: I am. I do a, a little bit of office management. I use management with air quotes. Uh, and if I ever have to feel like I have to impress someone, I'll consider myself the concierge instead of the receptionist. I ensure the comfortability of all of my coworkers. That's a huge part of my job. Making the people who work here happy. How do you do it? I get them the pens that they want. Uh, it's funny. There's an intern here that recently told me about these things called, I think they're called love languages, and they're like different ways that you show affection. And she, after just seeing me in the kitchen, pegged me as uh, acts of service. as one of these love languages, and it's person who likes to do things for other people. And after researching this, she was absolutely true.
1: What about the emails? Do you get do people email you like random questions? Yeah. Or things? I get a
3: phone calls as well. This could be one here. Let's see. Good morning. Sub pop. Absolutely, I'll see if she's in her office. Master's calling? Oh, hey David, it's Derek. I'm good, how about yourself? Let me see if Anna's around, hold on a second. Hey Anna. Anna L. David, she's not in her office. Do you want her voicemail? There you go, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. That was David from Suicide Squeeze. So, like that, you know, like, love that guy's label. Stuff he's put out, like, informed my life in a way, and I just get to talk to him on the phone. Now, a lot of people that you meet, I mean, you rarely get people with attitude or, like, you know, jerks. Because like, I think in a way, too, this place weeds those people out. I don't think we tend to work with people that have, like, a ton of attitude or come the with, like, here I come, get out of my way. <laughs> and I think the people here are humble and kind people, you know, there's not a lot of, like, we're the elite. Shortly after I started working here, there was a lady that claimed that all of Nirvana's songs were written for her. I think she even actually claimed to wear Tim Boyle hats to block out Rays, like the stereotypical thing. Wow. Um, so you get a lot of those, and you also, as part of this job, you learn to master this, I would call it engaging vagueness, where you don't give a specific answer to a question. You get slippery. I've, like, mastered the art of slippery. Give me an example
1: of you being slippery. Well, somebody
3: coming in who has snuck in the door and they want to play their demo or talk to somebody at the top. Because, you know, there's that age-old story where, like, you don't just, you know, go in and give them your tape. You go in there and you stand on the owner's desk and you play your song, and that's how you get the deal. Like, there's tales of that in music past. So people think, well, that's what I have to do. They will come up here with their guitar and... Like I want to play. I'm here to play. Let me play. No. What do you What do you do then? You know, I've told people that I don't work here. You know that I'm just like part of the building and not part of Sub Pop. Also, I've told them that you know everybody's on vacation and there's nobody in the office at all. Uh, I've told them that if anybody starts playing, automatically we disqualify your demo. Things like that. You know, like you have to make things up on the spot to not infuriate people but also make them feel like, oh, they tried, and what they did was great. I think a lot of people think that they just can get discovered, even when they haven't done anything, which I think is incredible. Like, I've also, it's funny. This might be a generational thing, but I get a lot of emails from people that are like, oh, I have some beats. Will you sign me? And I'm just like, these are just, in like, some just started a drum machine and tape recorded it. (laughs) Um, Or they'll be like, I'm a great singer. I've written some lyrics. And I'm always like, send these. I want to read these lyrics. Please send them. And they're always like, like, ooh, baby, we're in the club. Gonna make a million. Baby, we're in love. Gonna make a million. Party all night. Crystal. Champagne baby. Yeah, pop it. Et cetera, et cetera. And then I'll always ask, like, what is the song about? I always, and they're always like, you know, it's about, you know, achieving your dreams and going for it. And I'm like, yeah, but what if it doesn't work out? Oh, no, it'll work out. So I was like, okay, well, I think there is a lot of empty positivity talk in the world today, especially from celebs, which, I mean, it's great. There's nothing wrong with being positive, but, like, just telling everybody a blanket go for it you're going to win achieve it you will be successful pop star if you just give it your all i mean there's also like some some tricks that you have to-
0: Okay, Arwen, so that was your morning talking with Derek. What do we have you do next? So then
1: you forced me to go talk to Corey J. Brewer, which was actually a complete and total delight. He's a wonderful guy. He let me into his house up on Beacon Hill on a hot day and told me about how he first heard of Sub Pop Records.
4: It was... Through working with the Murder City Devils and doing merch for them, so I was working really closely with Gabe Kerbrat, who was their like roadie, and road manager. Anytime I would go on tour with those guys, which was pretty often, it usually involved a, a day ahead of time of like me coming down from Bellingham to Seattle to like uh, get merch ready for the tour. So like going to Sub Pop, getting all the vinyl and CDs and stuff that they would need. And getting like contacts for like who I would need to send, I would need to fax the sound scan sheets into every week, um, which was apparently very important, but I almost never ever did.
1: So, is this where the nickname Merchbot comes from?
4: Uh, yes, because. They had had an idea that what they wanted instead of actually having a merch guy or lady or whatever was to just have a merch bot. And it would just be like a vending machine that people could just go up, put money into, press the button of what they wanted, and it would spit out T-shirts and CDs. They wouldn't have to deal with maybe somebody getting too drunk and not counting the money properly or like giving stuff away to people that they thought were cute or, you know any number of things that um, come into play when you're dealing with um, counting lots of money in a room while intoxicated with super loud music playing. Turning 21 and immediately getting into the van with those guys and getting to be in a different punk rock shithole bar every night where the drinks are free and you get to just kind of like act like a total fool and not see anyone the next day was kind of perfect.
1: Do you think you could count how many day jobs you've had since you started playing music?
4: Yeah, I totally could. I was a dishwasher, and then I worked in a movie theater, and then I worked in another movie theater, and then I was a day laborer, and then I worked in a video store, and then I worked in another video store, and then I got the job I have now.
1: So what's the job you have now?
3: I don't know how many years on this earth Meanwhile, block the
4: wind. The job I have now is I am I cut negative for TV old TV shows uh, for deluxe archive solutions.
1: So what does that mean?
4: So basically, um, any number of TV shows that were shot in the like eighties and nineties that were shot on negative, but then edited digitally, um, those digital edits that they made in the nineties don't look good on people's TVs anymore, because everyone's TVs are big now, and resolutions are so much higher. I don't know if you've watched like, X-Files on Netflix lately, but it doesn't look great. I mean, I definitely lean over a light box counting out frames of negative eight hours a day. It's really tedious and detail-oriented and kind of meticulous in a real kind of OCD way. But I genuinely really like it. The fastest way I can really say is that, like, I get through about five minutes of any given program in a day.
1: So what are some of the shows or movies that you've worked on?
4: When I first got hired, uh, our bread and butter was (laughs) 30-something. And then um, uh, moved on to uh, the Gilmore Girls, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you
1: did Buffy. Got to
4: do Buffy, which was great. Spending, and both Gilmore Girls and Buffy were like easily the most fun shows that we've had to work on. I was actually really disappointed that working on, we worked on the OC, but I did not enjoy working on it at all. It was a real bummer. Why? It was a fairly negative place to spend 40 hours a week, like in that world. It felt, it, it was kind of a bummer. Though I did get to, um, get in, I got to, uh, call my buddy Dave Hernandez uh, when he showed up because he was previously in the shins and just like and they played on whatever the peach pit of the OC was and I got that episode and I had no idea so I was like sitting down at my bench and like working along and all of a sudden I was like holy shit there's Dave Hernandez (laughs) and I got in touch with him and he was wearing the exact same t-shirt the day I got in touch with him as he was wearing in the episode
1: Is it the kind of work where you can... You're obviously not multitasking because you're so focused, but can you daydream a little bit?
4: A lot of times I'll throw like rough mixes of songs that I'm working on into my iPod and have just like a little notepad and just sort of like... I can be listening to that. And it's good because I'm focusing so much on the work that I'm doing that I'll notice things that I wouldn't normally notice.
1: Well, that's a pretty beautiful transition you just gave me. So tell me about some of the... (laughs) Tell me about some of the music that you're working on now.
4: Um, I have a solo project that I do now, just under my own name. It's all kind of electronic based, but the songs are built out of like longer improvisations and kind of like drone pieces and then I can kind of like uh, go through and like cut them up and make them into loops. And it's sort of like I get and then put like beats on top of them and then eventually I put vocals on that it it doesn't fit in the context of any band that I've really been in before like most of the bands I've been in have either like skewed towards just like noise and improvisation or kind of uh, punk or you know, garage rock and it's kind of nice that it's like I can take the improvisational stuff that I've always kind of done and restructure it into like a pop format almost and then it's just sort of like I can kind of do I can write these songs but I can like build them out of these just kind of like freeform improvs that like are really kind of natural
0: That was musician Corey J. Brewer. You can find links to his music and art on our website subpop.fm
4: Subpop logo t-shirts they slice, they d- (laughs) Subpop logo t-shirts
1: Alright, stop. Okay, so um (laughs) Stuart, can I buy records at the Sub Pop Mega Mart?
4: It's the main thing we sell.
1: Do you also sell t-shirts?
4: We have tons of t-shirts.
1: Do you have any sweatshirts or hoodies?
4: We have the softest sweatshirts and hoodies available on the market right now.
1: Do you have keychains so that I can bring Sub Pop with me wherever I go? We do. Uh, Is there anything that I haven't mentioned that you have that you think is worth pointing out?
4: Books, videos.
1: Christmas stockings.
4: Loser Christmas stockings. Patches. Patches. A large variety of patches.
1: I think that's, that's everything we need.
2: <clears throat> Is it?
0: The Sub Pop Podcast is made by me, Alyssa Atkins, and Stuart Fletcher, with lots of help from Arwen Nix. Okay, so we're just going to fade right out of that original episode zero outro and get right to the point of thanking all the folks that helped us make this. I mean, thank you, Corey J. Brewer. Thank you, Dave Hernandez. Thank you, Derek Erdman. And thank you, Sub Pop Brass, right?
1: Yeah, thank you for letting us do this project. Thank you for hearing that and being like, oh, this totally has potential. Let's go forward with this project.
0: Yeah, thanks for, and thanks to the listener and to the Sub Pop staff, current and past, too, for helping contribute to this. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks, Alyssa, for sitting under a blanket with me. And I'm going to go back and thank the listener again for listening to my...
1: (laughs) Your nervous voicing on that? (laughs) My,
0: like, unsure voicing and everyone that, you know, whatever. Let me try that again. Sorry. You said under a blanket.
1: Yeah, and thanks, Alyssa, again for getting under a blanket with me to do these voices.
0: Um, that was real, by the way. Yeah. we had no quiet place and no real time to spare, so we really did do the recording trick of being <laughs> under a blanket, which we mentioned earlier in the season.
1: I don't think I'm the worst person to be under a blanket. No, with. it's I'm true. just going to. It put was that a out
0: privilege there. and an honor. Thank yes. you so much, um, and thank you to Sub Pop staff, current
1: and present, current and present, current and present, the people past who are here <laughs> and aware that they're here,
0: <laughs> past and present thank you to the listeners for staying with us Mm -hmm. for suffering through that voicing that I did let's just scoot right past that for
1: loving our Megamart ads even though we don't explain who Stuart is yeah
0: for just being (laughs) blindly led through those yeah um and thanks Stuart too yes and thanks thanks everybody all
1: right we're gonna be we're gonna have another summer episode before we premiere season two Uh, So you have that to look forward to next month. And then hopefully season two will start in September. Meanwhile, you can find more information about us and past episodes at subpop.fm. You can also find a playlist of all the music that was in today's episode.
0: Um, Which includes music from Chad Van Galen, The Shins, Shabazz Palaces, Five Style, uh, Murder City Devils, Mm -hmm. Mud Honey. Probably yes.
1: more, maybe more. More, definitely more. We definitely have uh, music from Corey J. Brewer's new project in oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we'll have links to that at the site and other things at subpop.fm, including
0: Alyssa. Oh, yeah, there may or may not be evidence of the story that Dave Hernandez refers to.
1: Yeah, there might Photographic be. Photographic evidence. Like some nudie pics.
0: Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see You we should happens. check it out, but, but we'll always good m- show notes, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: great show notes from Stuart. I'll make sure that we link to some other projects that Derek Erdman is in or has been involved oh, yeah, in good some of the art of Corey J. Brewer which is amazing um, and you can also find our full archive of the episodes we've done so far yeah worth checking out it's
0: also worth checking out follow Pop Podcast on Twitter and Facebook yeah that's us
1: stay with us we'll respond to you <laughs> we would <laughs> yeah. we will okay that's all we got I think for now but it was a lot we talked a lot that's quite a bit yeah